I don't even know if it's recording. Welcome to another episode of Music Speaks, sometimes very loudly, <laughs> with your host, Gonzo Rocket, and on the panel, the always and wait, always here. Wait, 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 you can't say the always. No, I said the always, and then it, I blanked out for a little bit, and I said the always here, and I was going to say the real M48. Oh, the real M48. Awesome, and may the force be with you. Oh yeah, today is Star Wars Day. Hell yeah, I'm sure you've watched all the episodes from beginning to front. I know what I oh, said. Wait, m- multiple times. <laughs> I've only seen them thrice many times, and that was enough for me to know that they're they're okay movies. They're all right. They're not no Fast and the Furious, but they're okay. Oh, dude, you can't even compare those movies. <laughs> Hell no, Fast and the Furious is way better, I agree. Yeah, all right. Without a shadow of a doubt. But good thing we don't uh, review movies on this podcast because we would be terrible, especially Gonzo. Oh, no, no. We'd be amazing, dude. (laughs) Everyone would agree with Fast and the Furious. They're like, man, those movies just keep going because they're amazing. I'm like, I know. It's the only series that has The Rock, John Cena, Roman Reigns, and a couple of other fun-loving casts. Is Roman Reigns in the the newer ones? No, he's in the last one. The one where they went all tribal. I don't even know the names, dude. I'm just kidding. I don't watch that. Yeah, but Dom Toretto couldn't make the Kessel run in uh, 12 parsecs, though. Oh, I'm sure he can, dude. Or maybe no, he cannot. Maybe in the next <laughs> in the next Fast of the Furious 9, he goes to space and he, he has um, an X-Wing and does it, man. You never know, dude. You can't do it in an X-Wing. You have to do it in a Carillion uh, ship like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, the fact that you know that. That's I'm awesome. a Star Wars nerd, dude. I don't care. Dude, I don't Star care Wars what is shit, says. bro. Star Wars is, is is awesome, dude. I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not dogging I it. I get I get deep into the Star Wars. I haven't really gotten into like the whole comics and like the the what's canon and what's not canon. I just enjoy like the movies and you know the. Um, I've seen a little bit of the Clone Wars. I haven't seen all of it, but I want to get into that probably this summer. I heard the last season was really good. The one they just released on Disney Plus a year ago. Yeah. Heard it was really good. Speaking of canon, can you imagine if there was music that was canon and non-canon? The Misfits would basically be when they had Glenn Danzig canon, and everything other than that would be non-canon. See, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's how non-canon. Oh, dude, it is. the Misfits are. They're they're I know, like, they're I know like their the original t-shirts. punk band. Yeah. I know their T-shirts. I don't know any of their music. Dude, they have they have cool songs, dude. They're they're not. I mean, the first takes were very raw, but mm-hmm. Last Caress. I mean. It sounds like Elvis is freaking singing, but then he says some like horrific things. Like he'll be like, "I've got something to say." And you're like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be good." And then he'll say, "I killed a baby today." You're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> you know, it just it gets pretty pretty dark, pretty dark, pretty fast. See, I don't like being taken in a hard left turn in music. I do. It's fun. I like to know what's coming and what's going. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the Misfits were kind of trying to go against from that because they're they were fans of um the the singer was a fan of Elvis Presley like he was a legit fan of it so he just wanted to kind of take it another route. It's basically it's like comics and horror film meet lyrically to copy Elvis. That's what the Misfits were. So it was basically like a music sandwich that kind of tasted bad. No, that was good music. It was yeah, uh, it subjective. What well, subject? No. Well, that can be said about blues. Not everyone is a fan of blues. I don't. Everyone is I, a fan of blues because that's where most of music comes from. 
Whether you like, but it's not all good. But it's not all good. Can't tell whether me all like blues. I'm not are good. saying it's. I'm not saying all blues are good. I'm saying that that's where most of music has originated from. Most modern guitar music. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, blues came or rock and roll came from blues, right? Oh, you're talking about like modern stuff. Because if you go even more back, it's not. Nah, it doesn't even. It's barely. It's barely relatively new. Speaking. Well, well, we're talking about American music, not you know the European kind of classical stuff. The, the pawn people. Yeah. Which have really cool guitar shops. They do, dude. With, what's up with that, man? Dude, I don't know. I was I was cruising through Instagram. Everybody knows uh, Anderton's the the music store. I think they're the number one uh, music store in the world right now. Are or they? one of. Yeah. Bigger than uh yeah. well because, I mean like, in comparison to, like over there right? I want to see Enderton music. Well, go for it. What were you gonna say? So I was I was on their Instagram live and they were doing a um, a tour of their guitar gallery and they had a free like obviously they have amazing guitars in there. You got uh, Martins, you got Gibsons, you got PRSs, you got uh, Fenders, you got you know. Sirs, you got you know any any anything that you can think of, but they have a coffee machine in there. Are you serious? And not just a coffee machine, an espresso machine. Are you serious? Yeah, dude, how bougie is that? That's that's that is that, but that's bougie, bougie in a good way, dude. As it should be it, done. Yeah, exactly. Dude. It's not bougie like in a pretentious way, like no. ooh, look at me. It's like, hey, come in and uh, try one of our guitars and have an espresso on us. No, it's bougie in the right kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Because you go into a guitar center and they just give you shitty picks. And even those, they want back. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, man, can I have a pick? Yeah, just make sure to bring that back. I was like, what the f- It's a pick. It costs less than a cent to make. Yeah, that, and that's why they're going under. I mean, that's their fault. They don't know how to take care of the com- customer like Anderton's. I mean, Anderton's gives you coffee, dude. Not coffee, espresso coffee. That is super legit. Dude, they have really good stuff. I'm just scrolling through their websites. It's .co.uk, by the ways. Dude, funny yeah, story. It, I'll carry on. Sorry, I'm, I ruined disclaim, it. Disclaimer for everyone who doesn't know about Andersons. They're from the United Kingdom. I don't know what specifically what part of the country or city in England they are, but I know they are legit. I figure they're all the same. Hey, um, speaking of across the pond, they sell East Coast guitars there, and they sell Chapman guitars. For mm-hmm. all you metalheads, Chapman is a very good alternative to the ESP Schechter Ibanez lineup from here. That's more readily available here. Yeah, I've never played a Chapman guitar, but I've heard them through their uh, their demos on, on their YouTube. They sound pretty good. Dude, financing available for £213 for the <laughs> PRS Joe Walsh Signature McCarty 594 Single Cut in McCarty Sunburst. You haven't jumped on that yet? How? Dude, I don't know how I can. I sh- Wait, 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 wait. There's, wait, 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 wait. It has Brazilian rosewood. Yeah, I told you this already. Yes, but how would I get it across the pond? You can get it here in America. You can't, uh, you can't import is, that. No, but uh, you can order it like on here in the States. I know, but if I wanted to order it from Anderton's, I couldn't. You could if uh, you got the right paperwork. 
it's huh. been shipped from it's been shipped from Maryland to the U.S. or to England. It, all they would do is just uh, ship it back to the U.S. Yeah, I know because they're weird about that, right? It's gone through customs already, so. Dude, that that is one nice looking guitar. I didn't see where it said stainless steel frets though. Sorry, keyword stainless steel. <laughs> it's know. in the specs. The specs just watch- says nickel. No, they're stainless steel. Um, in the demo video with Joe Walsh, she said that um, they put stainless steel frets on there, and it says so on the PRS website too. For those asking, dude, PRS actually, Paul Reed actually, it's coast. I mean, it's Joe Walsh though. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Joe Walsh he, is not one to be like, I'm gonna have a new Sig guitar. For him to even say, I played this once, and I'm like, this is. Um, I, he, he seems he, like he seems like he would go like true vintage or the Murphy Labs. Yes, but for him to be smiling, that's like, like out of yeah, the box. He was, he was grinning ear to ear in that video, Dude, even in the, the press pictures. His exact statement, this is a quote, I do not like new guitars, but out of the box, this is absolutely perfect. All the stuff on a new guitar that I always have to try and have to fix, it's already done here. Out of the box. Thank you, Paul. Joe Walsh. It's just straight. No, that's with every PRS guitar, though. I've never got one out of the box. I've always had it used and abused. It just says 22 on the frets. It doesn't say Astanas. It's their stainless steel. I can I'm bet, sure they are. I can, I can bet money on it. Because you, you watched the whole video, right? The 10-minute video? Yes, and I saw I read the Instagram description, something that you don't do, apparently. No, no. I'm not, I'm not that cool. I'm working on it, bud. Because I said it has stainless steel frets, and then like, 10 million hours later, you're like, it does? <laughs> I'm still trying to find that malarkey. I'm such a nerd for that, man. If PRS starts coming out with that as an option, no need to go, sir. No need to go, sir. Speak- exactly, dude. I think that, honestly, I think that is the only guitar that Paul's going to do in stainless steel fret. Because it's Joe Walsh. Yeah. Because he'll basically say, you know, he probably has a mansion. He's heard it was nice. The pickups too. I looked up the spec sheet. They're the they're the fifty eight fifteen uh, low turns. Those are the ones that I have on my um, on my McCarty five nine four. But the new ones, so it's the, the fifty eight plus. fifteen plus. Yeah. So I don't is- know if that means like uh, higher output or lower output or whatever but i know plus always means better that's the one thing i did you notice i learned in math class did you notice the neck of course it's brazilian yeah is it bolt-on no a a, a 594 is a a A set right that neck yeah but you could tell it's a different type of wood from the neck to the body maybe the neck is maple no the neck is brazilian no, no, I mean the, the neck, not the fingerboard. Yeah, the neck is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, the fretboard wood is Brazilian mm-hmm. rosewood. Yeah. Oh, the fretboard. But the neck is mahogany. So is the backwood. Yeah. So dude. it's the same wood as a regular one. Dude, that's freaking legit, dude. I thought they would go yeah, more yeah. Brazilian with rosewood on that. Huh. Regardless, what? that is a very nice guitar. What, you want an all-Brazilian rosewood guitar? No, no, the neck, the whole neck. Yeah, the whole neck is Brazilian rosewood. No, it's just the, um, 
It's just the fretboard. Yeah, that's mostly that's what people want. They want a Brazilian fingerboard. It's not like a whole Brazilian rosewood neck. But some of their guitars, it's the whole neck. No, it's not. Yeah, it is on the PRS Brazilian. You get the whole. I neck. don't. I don't think so because uh, some of the some of them are maple in the back. In fact, most of them are maple in the back. And then the um, the fingerboard is either um, rosewood or ebony. Sometimes what, you can get maple. What, and then what, what's that one that has the the one color that looks like it's all Brazilian rosewood? But it's probably oh. not. It's probably a different backwood. But I wonder what wood that is because you you know which ones I'm talking about. The ones that are a darker color that looks like one good like solid piece, but it's not. Then uh, now it's I'm going a, crazy. It's a guitar, fine. Right? Yeah, it's a PRS. But now I'm trying to find it. Well, we'll do research on that for another day. So there was a an interesting uh, story on people trying to basically buy people's gear online. It's kind of weird. So dude hit me up for to see if I'd cut deal with my ESP, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the weird thing. Okay, so dude hit me up. So you're thinking, okay, get things in mint condition, never used, brand freaking new, not not found right you go to reverb it so this person went off the price it was last sold on reverb and subtracted two hundred dollars <laughs> i was like what <laughs> like they literally offered me 11 no one thousand dollars for it huh. that's so what i was did, like what? they basically did what guitar center did <laughs> yeah i'm just like oh no i'm just reaching out because you know you were offering 1500 for guitars and I'm like, maybe you'll buy this one for two thousand, right? I'll sell it for two thousand. That's fair. But this dude's so, like eh, eleven hundred, and then they shared their childhood story. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't care. Like, it, it, me, am I not being sentimental now, or I really don't care? I'm just like, uh, there's lowballing no, yeah. and there's really lowballing. So you're the seller in this story, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's something that the seller would do. They would, you know, take the price from reverb or eBay and then knock off $200 and say, I'll give you this much for, or this is how much I want for it. And then this is what, what else did the guy say? Um, he just kept knocking it down and down. I mean, I see my same guitar on reverb for sale. Doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. sold, but it's predicted to sell soon for 2,700. Huh? Uh, for Oxnard guitars, same condition, but, I guess he was going off the last time it was sold was for 13. But I'm like, how do you go off the last time that it was sold? So then I looked up another one. It was 1800. Same apples for apples. But then they offered me 1250. (laughs) I was like, Hmm. I mean, is I don't don't understand the dynamic nowadays. So was this before or after the, the sad story during like, it was just like, I mean, the dude's cool. I'm not going to rip on him for that. Cool dude. No, say his full name. Full his, say his full name right here on the podcast. No, no, you don't do that. That's tacky. Um, but regardless, <laughs> I was kind of like dumbfounded. Like, am I am I missing the boat here? Like, do I not get it anymore? Like, am I out of touch? Like, I really started analyzing myself. I'm like, is it wrong of me to not freaking want to just give away my gear? Like, is are, is is selling guitars like a charity thing now, where you just have to sell it for like a ridiculously low price? No, because you as the seller have every right to name your price. That goes with anything. Okay. But they do say, as soon as, like, I'm going I'm to make the, uh, uh, a car analogy. 
as soon as you drive that car off the lot, I don't know, a certain per- a big percentage uh, it, uh, loses its value. So it could be the same thing for guitars, but for guitars, you can you, know, you can find good deals, or you can you can name your price, and it, it's all about the person who's willing to pay for it. Willing, huh? So this so this person that you're talking about obviously isn't willing. To, he's not willing to pay X amount of money. He's willing to pay. Uh, y amount of money which is far less than what you're uh, asking so technically i mean he's out of the race i mean unless he offers you guys meet in the middle middle somewhere it wasn't even close to the middle <laughs> it was like like if you were to sell it later i don't know i guess i was to flip it maybe i, I just mean, thought i was totally you know, out of the race i was like what the hell's going on here i mean obviously you know guitars they 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 um they predict it's it's so weird with guitars because it's like they they differ in value you know with each uh, passing year you know sometimes the strat will be lower in value versus like um the gibson les paul to be higher in value depending on like the the year or the buyer even i guess so i i just think it's an interesting paradigm like i think we of course, after I, I get my other stuff, I think we should play a game. I think we should go on the Facebooks and start offering ridiculously low prices on guitars that are really badass to see what they say and just make a whole segment based on that. They, they're, they're either going to say one of two things. A is, uh, is this a, is this a joke? Like, are you really selling a 594 McCarty for $1,000? <laughs> No, I'm gonna go off the same logic. Well, it was last sold for this, so someone was willing and able to pay for this. But I mean, yeah, each each everything's a case by case, though. Maybe that person was in need of money, so therefore, they sold it for that ridiculously low price. But I'm in a position of like, I mean, right now everything's cool, so I'm I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't care. Exactly, you the the ball is in your court. Okay, so, so I'm not have, I'm not being a weirdo then. There, <laughs> no, no, you have the power to say. No, fuck you, dude. I'm not taking your your price, and fuck you too, and your sad story, and your grandma while you're at it. <laughs> or if you're in a hurry to sell these instruments, then you can kind of say, "Well, you know, it wasn't the price I was looking for. Uh, can you go up a little bit more? And then if you you guys reach a deal on something, then you know everybody's happy." Dude, but this went straight. Like, I mean, back when I was this young man's age, ESP was considered like. The higher end models, right? But then again, it goes to the years, what the right? value of the guitar is. Yeah, at this uh, at this particular point in time. So, in this particular point in time, it went down five hundred bucks. No, no, it's still the same price actually, except they rebranded hmm. as a E two instead of ESP. Mm-hmm. They're E two. Well, now. Here's a, here's a good example. Here's a good example. The Lunar Ice, okay? The PRS Silver Sky Lunar Ice came out this year. It's the same price. Oh, no, wait. I think it's $100 more than a regular Silver Sky. So $2,500, right? Yes. Okay? But there's only 1,000 of them in the world. So the people who are buying them and want to sell them later, they're flipping them for double or even triple the price. So who's in charge of that market? The seller. Because they could say, oh, it's a limited edition color, you know, 
but it's only it's only worth twenty five hundred. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I'm pretty sure the lunar ice. Um, you know, time's gonna time's gonna uh, tell us everything. You know, you know, five ten years down the road, maybe people are gonna be like, oh, I kind of like the nebula better than the lunar ice. Okay, so the lunar ice or, or the nebula, there's only five hundred, so it's more limited edition, right? Yes. So those are gonna go for even more because they're less stock. And if the lunar ice was kind of like the one that fell out of favor, then it's going to be like, well, this was the lunar ice. It didn't, they didn't sell, um, well, they sold all of them, but, um, a lot of people have sold them because, you know, they're, they're, they didn't really want them or, you know, just for, for different reasons, you know, or they thought they were good. They would, uh, flip them for, you know, six times the price, but they're only going to, um, they're probably going to take a loss on it or they're only going to get like a $500 profit. You know, it's all, it's all about a numbers game, dude. It's it's like Elon Musk, he puts yeah, money into Dogcoin and then boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 exactly like Doggy Coin or Stock or GameStop or uh, Hollywood Video. You know, it's all about, it, it's all the same. Yeah. So this on Reverb, this guy's selling the same ESP Apple for Apples like mine with um mm-hmm. up with stainless steel upgrade. He's selling it for twenty one thirty eight plus two hundred and three hundred dollars shipping. Okay, where is this? Where is the seller located, though? Italy, Italia. Oh, see, there you go. See, you're in somewhere California, and that person's in Italy. That's the difference too. Your so, location. Location. So this person actually can sell for higher over there because of the scarcity. The yes. rare. Okay. So I came to here, a conclusion: I ain't selling nothing. <laughs> here, people aren't gonna know the difference between. Um, a custom shop Gibson versus, you know, um, something that you buy out of a pawn shop. That's, that's a knockoff. They're not going to know the difference. Hmm. Well, now if you, if you were to sell them like in San Francisco or LA, you get more, the value of them would go up because there's people in the area that are willing to pay more. And they recognize what it is. Yeah. Like my, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, because people, a majority of people don't recognize your silver sky. They're just like, oh, it's a fender. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm totally fine with that. You know why? Because I know it's a silver sky. Because I know it's a silver sky. I don't care what anybody else thinks. That's true. That is true. I want to see how much money I made off <laughs> by CDs. <laughs> nope, not much. <sighs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, so that was my rant for the day. Like, okay, people are just offering ridiculously low. Like, I guess that's just the name of the game, man. <laughs> what, what are you willing to sell for? And you know what's dumb, too, is the seller, or the, not the seller, the buyer, sometimes doesn't even know what they have. Hmm. Like, like they'll just they'll just throw a price that they want to uh, get over on you, and they'll be like, oh, I got uh, this guitar for less than $1,000. He's like, okay, but do you know what you have? No, it's a guitar. It's cool. It's like, yeah, but do you know exactly what you have? No? Well, okay, then it sounds like you were the one who got played. Yeah, definitely this individual is trying to play me like if I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> like if I were to put, if I were to list my Marshall on uh, the Facebook marketplace, let's say I would, I would let's be generous here. I, I'll list it for like 800 bucks. What Marshall is it again? The 1959 SLP. The reissue, though. 
So because it's a reissue, I'm being nice, and I'm off, I'll offer it for $800, $850. I'll get a hit on uh, Facebook, and they'll say, hey, dude, you still have the Marshall? Hand-wired? Yeah, dude, it's ready. It's not the hand-wired one. Um, so they're like, I'll give you – they'll be like, sweet, bro, I'll give you $400 for it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let go of a Marshall for $400. You crazy? Dude, that thing sells for 22 right now. Brand new? No, used. Hmm. Yours is a 93, right? Is, uh, is yours 100? 100 watt? It's 100 watt, but I don't know the year it is. I'd have to check like the serial number and stuff like that. Yeah, dude. A 50 watt costs 22. Yeah. I, I'll give you 100 bucks for it right now on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But seriously, like, that's why I've, I've pondered. Uh, parting with it but i'm like i'm never gonna get more than what i paid for it so it's like why sell it and you have a fucking marshall like <laughs> even though i have a t-rock now and i have a few fender amps that i really like i still can't find myself parting with the marshall nah because they're colors sometimes you, you're gonna be in the marshall mood dude yeah and if, for sure though if i take the attenuator over you'll be even in more a marshall mood <laughs> oh yeah dude if if I if uh, you bring the the attenuator over into the studio, we're gonna have fun with it. Oh yeah, because you can get that the six 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 tone. That's is that the amazing. Marshall tone. Is yeah, it the Marshall tone. Yeah, because oh, Marshall okay. doesn't really their equalization doesn't mean really diddly squat. So you just put it at six six six, and that's pretty much the creme tone of it. But isn't that the the brown sound for the modded Marshall though? Well, mine's hot. Mine runs hot. So yeah, I think mine's original, so it's a cooler bias. So maybe it's it's seven seven seven. It's probably more in like that Jimi Hendrix kind of world, where it's a little more mellower, you know, and you have to really crank the son of a bitch to get some <laughs> uh, gain out of it. We gotta we gotta check that out. I'll take the attenuator. I want I really want to hear this Marshall how it sounds. It probably sounds like Ingbe Malmsteen's. Uh, without the scalloped fretboard. Yeah. That's that's the thing I always think of with uh, Ingve Malmsteen is the scallop fretboard. Dude, which is which makes it kind of hard to play. I played his signature and it's like, "Oh, this feels great for about a minute." And then What's the purpose of that? Um access. Easier access, lighter touch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad. It's not I mean, it's not something I would do. I'll tell you who has the, the Midas touch right now. Who who does? I don't know. Is Gibson Murphy Labs. Ooh, do tell, do tell. So Gibson have come out with, uh, well, they've always had this guy in their, um, their custom shop um, department. His name is Tom Murphy. He um, ages guitars, so he puts his own. It's kind of like um, the Fender custom shop where they have like different builders like uh, John Cruz or Todd Krauss, who have their own signature kind of way that they build guitars and relic them, but for Gibson. So this guy, he's made, I don't know how many like uh, signature guitars, but um, he always uh, he's known for his aging um, process that he does. So now he has a team of people that help him. It's not just him now, because a Murphy Lab... A Tom Murphy aged uh, Les Paul or SG or uh, Gibson 
would have costed you maybe maybe in the 10k market, maybe a little less. Oh wow! But since but since he has a full team now, I don't know how many people are in his team. Probably a select number that he's uh, that have uh, gone through like an apprenticeship with him. Yes, they're uh, pumping him out a little more. So they're they're kind of like on the um, what are they called? Kind of like um, they're mass producing them, but at a very kind of uh, limited stock. Oh, okay. They look really nice, though. When you when you sent me the link, I was like, "Whoa!" But it being a Gibson, I think I would still go with the five nine four. Just me, preference wise. The the Joe Walsh one, yeah. Or just a regular one. The Joe Walsh. But the 594, I mean, that, that guitar is amazing, dude. I mean, as a single cut, I think it's the bee's knees. But that's my preference for that guitar. Because it has that little switch on the top. Mm-hmm. I prefer. I would prefer it with a single cut. Just because of where the switch placement's at. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. But um, what's cool is with the Murphy Labs, you can choose what like kind of degree that you want your aging on your guitar. So you can do it like, a, I think they have like a, like a totally like new old stock where it's like, it's never been played before. It probably has, you know, a little bit of uh, nitro lacquer checking on the, the body a little bit because they're treating these guitars. Like if they were born in 1958 or 1959, using the same nitro, they're using the same, I, I don't know if they're using the same nitro or just like kind of like a, a variation of it because I think the the old nitro that they used to use is like deadly chemical. It's it's chemically dangerous. Yes, it is. It also harms the environment. Yeah, so they're they're being more uh, environmentally conscious, which is good for Gibson, you know. But um, yeah, they, they have. Do they like, get the gold star for environmentalists? They do. Nice. So yeah, you can do like. Um, ultra light age i think that's what they call it and then they have light age with that has like you know so your dings and scratches the um like i don't know what it's called but it's like a medium heavy i think it's like a heavy age so it's like it's a guitar that's been played you know for a few years you could tell that it has like you know the the buckle rash from the player's um belt buckle it's got um the the dings in the neck, you know, the dings on the headstock, the dings on the body, you know, some uh, paint wearing off. And then you have like the ultra heavy where it's like it's been through the ringer, you know. Have you heard of the word um, case queen? Mm-hmm. So they're not case queens. No, you can order one that is a case queen. But um, a lot of people are going for like the light aged or like the, the heavy aged. Because it looks a little more worn in, a little bit more, um, which one a little bit more for? natural looking. Which one would you pick? Uh, see, that's tough. Um, it would depend on what the like the 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 color or the burst is. Like to me, if I was gonna go like ultra pristine, it would be a um, I think it's a fifty six fifty six gold top with P nineties. Okay, not the paths. No, I don't think paths were invented yet until 57. 56, 57, I don't know. Um, But if I wanted one with some wear on it, it would probably be like probably a lemon burst or like the, not the smoke burst, but the, the I think it's the tea. Do the next come broken and repaired? 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people say like when Gary Moore replaced um, Fix Greeny, he yeah. said when he broke the neck, that was the best thing could have ever happened to that guitar. It sounded amazing afterwards. It had a greater sustain and more durable and everything. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there, that was like a little joke amongst the 59ers. They're like, yeah, man, once you break its neck and fix it, this thing's even better. Maybe that's something that you can uh, ask the Murphy team to do. It's like, yeah, I want uh, a Murphy age guitar. But I want but you to curve you stomp the neck. The neck. Yeah. <laughs> I want you, you to curve stomp that first? bitch. Break the neck in half first and then put it back together. <laughs> like, I want you, I want you like to make, watch Stand and Deliver and then curve stomp this bitch and then fix it. Like make the full guitar, like, you know, make make it all. And then once it's done, break the neck, break the headstock and then glue it back on and then send it to me. <laughs> it becomes the best guitar ever made. Oh, dude. They would. Pro- I think that's the same team, or it. It might have been just Tom Murphy who did the replica of uh, Greeny. Dude, Greeny, man, that thing is becoming iconic. It's funny how uh, Kirk Hammett is like endorsed by ESP, but all you see him with is Greeny. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, uh, I like, I like his little stories. You know, he sounds like an educated surfer bum. He's like, well, I have a lot of guitars, but, you know, I just gravitate to Greeny. And, you know, I know that song was written for this, but I use Greeny. Everything is Greeny with that dude. And for good reason. I mean, he has its own, sh- you know, has his own chauffeur, right? Really? You know, Greeny always follows him in another car with another driver that protects that guitar. As it should. Um, yeah, as it should. I think that thing should be like, you know, we have the Queen of England. I think Greeny should have its own, like, prestige to it, like. You know, it goes around towns and just everyone should know that's Greeny and we just wave at it and salute or, you know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. It and does, people doesn't are, it? Pe- people who aren't guitar players are going to be like, why the fuck are they doing that? It's like, but the guitar players would be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think June should be Greeny month. Why June? Well, because May is uh, mental health awareness and June can give can be Greeny month. What about Brian May? Is June Brian May month? No, Brian May for the May month. Oh, Brian May from Quinn? Yeah. I guess. I say we just give every day to somebody. To a guitar player or to anybody? Yep. So today, May the 4th be with you, is dedicated to... Um... Please be me, please be me, please be me, please be me. me. <laughs> You're like, me, 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 this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, me, me, me. Yeah. Uh, it's like we, we drove random names out of a hat. No, eight years would be April 8th. Why? 48. Uh, isn't that your birthday? No, it's the 6th. But, um, oh, damn it. Yours is the 8th, bro. <laughs> we'll celebrate Marcus M48 day on April 8th. Woohoo! Yay! Mark it down your calendars, guys. And then June 6th is my day because it's 6-6. Six, six. I just need one more 6 to make it my favorite setting on the Marshall. Uh, let's see. You'll have to wait about yeah. 90 more years. We'll get there. And when we do, we'll celebrate. <laughs> Woohoo! Dude. This podcast will be dead by then. No, it won't. This podcast will live. After the aliens take over, they'll look at this podcast for reference. You know what she sound like? What's up? You sound like a Facebook uh, conspiracy theorist right now. Oh, man. Don't even put me on that. Those Facebook people are crazy, man. Yeah, I'm speaking or to like all the, you Facebooks. Your Facebookers. Like the, people, 
the people that listen to Joe Rogan, they're like, oh, yeah, he said I don't need to get vaccinated, so I'm not going to get vaccinated. Joe Rogan said that? Yeah. Oh, because he's in, he's in, his logic is, well, if you're healthy and you take your vitamins, you should be fine because only the unhealthy are dying. That's that's his stance on it. I mean, yeah, he's, I guess, but he's not a he doesn't know. Yeah, he's he's not a medical professional. No, he's not. And he doesn't own a PS5, so. See, automatically he's discounted. Yeah, you got to own a PS5 to even talk at this table. So what do you play on PS5? <laughs> Awkward silence because I, I don't have a PS5. <laughs> Wait, what? You told me you did, dude. You lied. Uh, you lied to uh, me. No, <laughs> Music kidding, speaks. Wrap it up. We're done here. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> oh, man. PS5. Dude, I can only How play for PS5? 20. It's it's sure. really fun, but I don't, I don't have the endurance. I can play like 20 minutes, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was fun. I think I just do it to spite young people. As you should. Yeah, I don't. I don't really play games out of enjoyment now. It's just like, oh, I have a PS5, don't you? It's one of those things. <laughs> like, oh yeah. What am I? Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go home and play my PS5 while you're still playing on your PS4. Yeah, exactly, and it's funny because people think, oh, you probably play a lot, and the reality is, man, I probably logged total time on that PS5 for like an hour and forty-five minutes total. And you've had it for like three months. <laughs> I don't like, I don't, I get too, I'm too sidetracked, man. I'm always thinking about, oh, got to do the podcast. Oh, got to go play guitar. Oh, I got to paint this room. Oh, I got to do this. You know, I got too much going on in the world. So it's like, uh, I forget it. Forget speaking about of, it. Speaking of PlayStation, I saw this post on Instagram that honestly made me cry. Ooh, on the IG? On the IG, on the IG. Wait, wait, let me speculate before you say anything. Was it regarding the new McDonald's Caramel McFlurry because their ice cream machine never works? No, I just said it's referencing because uh, I said speaking of PlayStations. Oh. Was so it? Let, me read you, let me read you the post. Carry on. It says it's a tweet from somebody that was posted on Instagram. It says. IG. Yeah. A teenager at work asked me if I was old enough to have, quote, seen a PlayStation 2. In real life, unquote. And if anyone needs me, I will be quietly walking into the sea. <laughs> oh, wow. A teenager asked her if she's old enough to have seen a PlayStation 2 in real life. Oh, shit. <laughs> God Dude. Damn. That made me, like, contemplate life right there. Dude, you were still a baby when the PS1 came out. I was. That was 98, 99. Yeah, you were, like, what, four? I was three. Dude, your PS1 is the equivalent to my experience with the Nintendo. Mm Mm-hmm. You literally went from... You started at birth with 32 gigs. I mean, 32-bit. Mm-hmm. Dude, I started... Wait, wait, actually, I remember Atari... Atari came out in the 70s, though. Yeah, but I remember it. I remember it being at yard sales for, like, pennies on the dollar when I was, like, four or five. I just remember a game called Combat, which was, like, the bee's knees for um, for Atari. The controllers had the same connection ports as the Sega Genesis. So if you didn't have mm-hmm. an Atari controller, you grabbed the Sega Genesis controller and the inputs would work. Well, I mean, how many choices of inputs did they really have back then? Two. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the first um, console that I had was a PlayStation 2. 
Dude, PlayStation 2 was probably the bee's knees when it started getting good. When it started getting PS2, polished. PS2, the first one, the real thick one, that one came out when I was seven, I think, six or seven. And I got one, the slim version, I think, when I was nine, nine or ten. Dude, those consoles were sick, dude. The fat ones sucked because you always had, were. To, you had to fix the timing belt. Yeah. And then the skinny ones were dope. I mean, they were good consoles. They had good games. They had Final Fantasy X, which was a good game. They had uh, the greatest wrestling game ever, um, Here Comes the Pain, SmackDown. That was a good one. They had Resident Evil 4, which is badass. That was a good console. I think they had... I remember playing um, one of the Fast and Furious games. I think it was Tokyo Drift. Is that even canon? I think it is canon. Is it? I thought it wasn't. I don't know. I thought it was SideQuest. I don't know, honestly, but um, my favorite game on there was uh, Battlefront 2. That game was really fun. You walk around with the, as a Luke's, Luke Kenobi and you just cut everyone's head off. Oh, hell yeah, dude. The yeah. battles were amazing. There was a lot and of, then, like, 16 characters on the field, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think I got a PSP. I gravitated a little bit more towards that because you can uh, watch like movies and shit on it. Oh, that shit was badass. Um, I had Crisis Core and it had Requiem. Yeah. Crisis Core was the best game ever on that. And then I think I got the PS3. Yeah. So I got, I, I've, all, I've always been PlayStation. Dude, PS3, man. We were, we were the first uh, people to get it. I don't know if you remember this, but. Um, there was a uh, news footage of a little kid getting trampled in Tracy and the dad picking him up. Uh, yeah, I might, I don't know. I, I believe it though. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> Me and Alex were there. <laughs> in 07, right? Yeah. We, we, um, back then we were more, um, we were more youthful. So we took some time off from work and we're like, let's go be stupid and try to get this console so we can flip it on eBay. <laughs> so we drop off my buddy Victor in Dublin and then me and Alex went throughout, the, you know, wherever we can land one. So we ended up landing one in Tracy. And I remember just seeing that scene. And it was like, damn, that was like apocalyptic. Like, whoa, I did see all those people swarm. And we ended up getting it off the lottery system. And then some guy offered us a thousand bucks for that ticket to buy the PS5. Four or three, three, PS3. And we're greedy, because... dude. We could have fucking just sold it for a thousand bucks and went out and got Denny's and split the fees and paid the gas. And But we were being greedy, man. Yeah, because you guys were young and dumb. You wanted to play video games. When we didn't even, I didn't even keep that console. I ended up returning it. The old PS3 sucked. Like, the, I mean, not the old, the yeah, the old ones. The they fat, sucked. the, the I, fat yeah. one, right? Yeah, I had one. It, it crashed on me like five times. Yeah, it's because it overheats. I have the original PS3 with the four ports that was able to run Linux. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember um, my cousin. He got the Xbox 360, I think, a little bit before the PS3 came out, and he had to buy the, you know, the attaching fan to it because it would overheat. Yeah, <laughs> I used to fix those, bud. You used to put the four pennies. Oh wow! And you 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 suffocate it and let it overheat, and it melts the pennies onto the thing and creates a new heatsink. Oh wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah, dude, those things are terrible. And then the PS3s, I used to put the new saw. The new um, thermal paste because that's all, that's mm-hmm. what it needed a better thermal paste so it doesn't overheat. Yeah, those things were garbage, man. They were like they can heat up the room, dude. 
Dude, oh yeah, dude, I that just made me remember me playing PS3 in my room when I was like 12 or something and how hot my room was. Oh yeah, dude. Those things can circulate air, man. Those things were good heaters. I mean, they had a server processor in them, dude, the Sony Cell processor. That thing was mm-hmm. crazy, man. For for it, at that time, the architecture was just whoa. If they would have just pursued more into it, but of course it didn't kick up, and then and then they started using the AMD Jaguar, which is shared between Xbox and PS4, and now they use the same crap. Like, Technically, an Xbox One and a PS5 are the same shit. They the just, PS, I think they peaked with the PS4. Um. Yeah. Yes and no. the The PS Five is still. I don't. I don't feel like a. I don't feel like it's next gen, because, mm-hmm. I think the PS Three was the last next gen console. The PS Four is like an interim, and the PS Five is an interim, because I don't think the next big thing is there yet. I don't think because they you can't have you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, the difference between the PS Two and the PS Three was light years. I mean, at yeah, the time. Yes. There was a, a slight difference between the three and the four. I don't know about the five. I'm pretty sure there's a, another small difference. But when they come out with the PS6 or something, I think that's going to be the next gen. I, I agree. I think they're working on the next big thing. Like the next, I think it's going to run off servers. Personally, I think the next big thing is going to be when bandwidth gets fast enough. We're going to run these video games on hardcore servers, and they're going to be ran the way they're supposed to be ran. Real gamers are listening to this podcast and they're like, use the PC. Oh, PC, man. Fuck that. Good luck finding an NVIDIA graphics card, you fucks. <laughs> Everyone uses it for freaking Bitcoin mining. Dude. <laughs> for good reason, right? <laughs> poor little poor little Dom's like, I just want to play with a good graphics card. <laughs> Everyone's bit mining <laughs> on it. Poor guy, he doesn't even want to text me anymore. He's like, man, fuck that. <laughs> Can't find this card. Everyone's being a crypto freak. Dude, I own some crypto. I need to. Oh, you do? Yeah, I own some crypto. I need to buy more. I need to buy some dog coin. Is it dog coin or doggy coin? It's doggy coin. I just got a dog coin. Oh. What I'm going to do is just sell my house and all the money I make from that, I'm just going to put into dog coin. Hey, smart. <laughs> go, big, go big or go home, dude. I mean, it's, e- ma- it's either I'm going to lose it all and have to start fresh or I'm going to become a bazillionaire and be like, what's up, bitches? Welcome to Music Speaks. Sometimes very gold. <laughs> that's what that's what they say in Las Vegas. They say all in. Hell you push all yeah! Your, you push all your chips to the middle of the of the table, even though you've only got you know a pair of uh, a pair of twos in your in your hand. You just throw them in. You're like all in. That's what I'm gonna do with my ESPs. I'm like, look, one time special. All my ESPs for six thousand dollars. All in. And you're wearing mirrored sunglasses. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. That'd be the bee's knees, dude. So, anything new on the musical scene? What you listening to? You know, I've been really um, getting into Yacht Rock lately. Ooh, what the hell is that? So, Yacht Rock is a playlist on Spotify that has a lot of um, 80s rock artists on there. Like, there's The Police... Okay. There's um, Toto. There's let me see. There's uh, Motley Crue. The, the Doobie Brothers. No, they're not considered like rock music. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, let's see. 
There's um, Steely Dan. I've been kind of in a Steely Dan kind of mood lately. Okay. Huey Lewis, The Eagles. Yeah, this is basically like music that I've grown up on that I'm just like kind of going back into. The Yacht Rock. Yeah, it's like, why do they call it Yacht Rock? And apparently this is like music that people listen to, like rich people listen to when they're on a uh, yacht or something. I don't know. All I know is it's it's good music. That's interesting. I like yeah, how you're so like it, the opposite spectrum of what I listen to. It's freaking funny. <laughs> it's a So anybody out there, um, it's a playlist on Spotify called Yacht Rock. It's a, it's a picture of a big, big yacht. You can't miss it. I'm a trip on it. After I go through my misfits phase. <laughs> yeah, after uh, some guy's freaking butt-fucking Elvis or something. Whoa, dang. That, that, that went dark fast. <laughs> well, isn't that like what the misfits do? I'm, I'm just going and I'm trying to fit their direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what they do, but the misfits are dead, my friend. Actually, they're still alive. And well, actually. Quite well. Quite well. Final thoughts for Music Speaks, episode number, I don't know. I kept track of the numbers, dude. Do you know the number? I don't even know. I don't even care. I think we're on 40 now. I don't even know. I gave up. I just know that this is our year mark. Oh, yeah. We missed our one year year anniversary. This is the year. Oh, it is? Yeah, it is. Pretty cool. One year, Music Speaks, sometimes very loudly. We're still here. Ha ha. You guys thought we'd have given up, but we didn't. They said we'd be dead by then, but... Here we are, Not still alive and kicking. One year later, music speaks for one year, sometimes very loudly. And <laughs> that's and. it. No more, no more episode. This was our last episode. We're closing the show. Everyone can eat a dick. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> <You> just <squat. laughs> our five listeners are like, "Excuse me." They're like, "We've been loyal fans for five for a whole year." <laughs> I'm <laughs> just kidding. Could you imagine if that was the case? That'd be messed up, dude. No, I have a friend that always tells people that. Eat a dick. It's like, wait, what? No, you eat a dick. So there you have it, folks. Yeah, so the, the episode number one aired on 425. Music speaks sometimes very loudly. And then episode two aired on 5-3-2020. So yeah, the year mark is right now. Nice. Yep. So music... We're a year- we're a year older, but not really a year wiser. No, I think we got worse with time. We're more disgruntled. <laughs> the fucking pandemic, fucking remote work. Like, we don't even do this podcast in person. We're like, fuck that. Too much formalities, man. Can you imagine I have to go meet you somewhere? It's like, hey, what's up, man? Like, I don't even know what to do. Do I just keep looking at your eyes while you talk? Or fuck, do I look at, like, the sky? What the fuck? Where do I look? I don't even know anymore. I can't do this anymore, bro. I think there needs to be a class that somebody needs that we all need to take about reintroduction to society, <laughs> reacclimation to human conduct. And then what do yeah. I do? Like I like I say what's up, and then I have to shake your hand, and then there's like a formality, like hey, how have you been? You know, I think music speaks on remote. It's just kind of like let's cut the crap, bro. Calling you up, we're podcasting, we're talking about music, we're talking about video games, we're talking about pro wrestling, we talk about everything under the sun because we're both music fans just like the rest of the world so i think we should just say speaks sometimes very loudly because music's kind of universal slow clap yeah i hear that on the new iphone 12 max oh you do it's so clear nice with the new with the new wireless bands i mean you just sound crystal clear man congratulations 
Thank you. Thank you. It's like you time traveled six years. I did. I essentially did. I upgraded from the 6 Plus to the 12 Pro Max. <laughs> Dude, that thing was pristine though, man. I take good care of my phones. I, t- I take good care of everything. Yeah? Nice. Yep. Nice. I wish I could say the same. Dude, there's kids walking around with brand new phones and they're all shattered to pieces. Dude, you know someone's balling when they carry an iPhone without a case. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's that's my life goal right there, dude. That's where I want to be. <laughs> You're like, oh, you see me rocking my new iPhone without a case? Oh, look. And then you just chuck it. It's like, yeah, no problem. I can buy another one. I got another one right here. And you pull it out of your back pocket. Yep. And people say, <laughs> wait, wait, Gonzalo uses an iPhone now? Yeah, I do. I don't use Google Pixel anymore. I'm going to tell you why. Because iPhone's more optimized. It's a better phone. <laughs> I couldn't stand sure. upgrading my phone every year. That was just getting annoying. Well, a lot of people who are iPhone users, they upgrade every year, but that's because they're they're Apple fanboys. But I mean, an iPhone, even an older iPhone still runs really well. Yeah. And Google, you have to upgrade that phone every two years pushing it, even though it's supported for three. It's just the apps and everything was buggy. It's like Google creates shiny new things, but they don't support them. They're like, ah, we give up. (laughs) It was good. We give up. It's money, man. No, it's not money. It's their their weird business model where they're just trying to find the next big thing and they're just throwing at everything. That's why Amazon's so big because Amazon reinvests into its own infrastructure. Google, I don't see Google being around in the next 20 years, dude. Really? Nah, dude. They're For good reason. They keep chasing their own tail, man. Hmm. Should we, should we make a bet on that here on the podcast? Yeah, bet you $1 of 2021 money. Oh, wow. So based on whatever inflation rates look like, and it becomes like a million dollars, like, God damn it. <laughs> I should have never made that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really don't think so. I mean, Google just, it's not, I mean, it's, well, I, I, pre- well, I mean, when... they're trying to integrate with the school systems. I get it. I still prefer the Microsoft 365 suite because Google mm-hmm. is just too, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm starting to dislike Google a lot. They just make things more complicated. I don't know why. Okay, so uh, Gonzo can scratch uh, Google off of his working list. Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna apply. <laughs> if you, hey, he's like, oh yeah, this is you have a good resume. Oh, are you? Aren't you that guy that uh, badmouths us on your podcast? Ah, oh, damn it! And you know what we would say? Oh my god, you were listening to it? <laughs> no, I'm gonna be like, I, I loved you guys, man. It's like, do you remember where Anakin and and Obi Wan Kenobi are fighting at the edge? Of Mustafar and the guy's like, I got the high ground, and you know, and he basically cut him in pieces. He's like, "You are my brother," you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I look down at Google right now. Like, you were the chosen one. They kind of were the chosen one, and they ruined it. They ruined it, dude. They fucking ruined it. Well, time will tell. You know, maybe they'll improve on some stuff that uh, you'll be happy with. I hope so. But I know I'm not happy with their phones, and I know I'm not happy with their their change of non-supportive services. They just stop. They have a good idea, and then they're like, yeah, we're just not going to support it anymore. So in 2041, if Google is no longer a thing, I owe you, or I owe you $1 in 2021 money. Yes. Okay. <laughs> or if Google is still a thing. Then I owe you a dollar in 2021's currency standard. You, based on inflation. you heard it. 
You heard it right here, guys. Cool. To all our loyal listeners, thank you very much. I, we will continue. I don't know how you're still. I don't know how you're yeah, still I here. I don't but. know either. <laughs> but if you are, I mean, it's because you either A, are really cool, or B, you're hella cool. I mean, that's just awesome. Final thoughts? Google, see you later. Goodbye in 20 years. This is God's Rocket. And this is M48. Peace.